Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, I'm a little, um, I'm a little bummed right now. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Justin. What's up? Well, we got a kid on the way. That's not. You're you're bummed about. Okay, now let me. I really don't think this is the place to bring that up just on a fi- podcast. Can I just finish. You should have thought about this can like I five just, months ago. Can I just finish? No, um, I I uh, I'm a little bum because we're i'm not i don't feel like we have enough material for our like your parents were so wild stories like i don't feel like we've been particularly wild <laughs> well maybe you don't okay well, listen uh, pump, the bra- pump the brakes there tj hooker i'm just, I'm, I'm just saying okay listen I, 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 all i'm saying is I don't you feel didn't like catch I was, me until i was like a junior in college okay listen no okay half of it okay now listen now come on now come on I, I, my worry, here's my thought. What I haven't done enough of is, uh, we, uh, we've drank plenty. What, what we haven't <laughs> done enough of is. Just don't, yeah, let's just throw that out I haven't there. done enough drugs, I feel like. And I'm worried because like now we're getting to a point where if we did it now, it'd be like so lame. Yeah, like, well, it, it yeah. probably wouldn't be a good idea for me to do a lot of drugs right now. Like, yeah, because like, the the kid stuff. Because of the child growing inside me. The human and yeah, stuff. It's, yeah, it's generally frowned upon. Yeah, uh, but but for me, I I time is running out, and I feel like now with this medical marijuana thing, I could kind of like there's kind of like a back door. I don't know if that's as cool for me. If like well, you the could story, just go to Colorado or I guess, I guess like Amsterdam. Like I mean, if, they've they've if, been on that you know train for a while. If John Law is like good looking out, keep doobing. I don't know if that's the thing cops in Colorado say. <laughs> I guess that's keep still doobin'? That's what they say. When, <laughs> keep, if they pull you over, they're like, "Hey, are you smoking? Are you smoking pot?" Yes, sir, officer. Yeah. Good. You better be. Keep doobin', my It's man. actually against the law not. Is you that right? To, I think I read that right. It's there. against the law not to smoke marijuana. In I guess Colorado. before I make this commitment, I would like to know a little bit more about medical marijuana, and then I can make a rational, educated decision about whether I'm going to spend the next few months doobin' it up. Right. Well, I'll go ahead and burst. As they say. I, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'll burst your bubble ahead of time and tell you that it is not legal in West Virginia. So, Son of a gun. So they're, they're, that's going to go out the window. And I would definitely not prescribe marijuana to my husband if it was. Because yep. that, that seems like a bad plan. Yeah, it's unethical. I understand you're not allowed to prescribe drugs to me. That's fine. Yeah, but I'll tell you about it anyway. Please, I'm ready. Um, first of all, before we talk about marijuana, I want to say thanks to Rob. 
who, Thanks, re- Rob. who recommended this uh, this great topic. Um, and if you if the thing is, there's lots to read and learn and check out about medical marijuana out there. We are going. Don't don't make this one of those where everybody sends us messages on Twitter like, "Hey, you forgot to talk about blah blah blah." We know we're not going to get to everything. Absolutely, there, there is so much to say. Marijuana has been used both medicinally and recreationally for thousands and thousands of years. There is honestly, uh, there seems to be uh, a a pretty sizable section of overlap on the Venn diagram between people that have time to write stuff on the internet and people (laughs) who have time to smoke a lot of weed. Uh, And there are lots of opinions. This is a big, this is a hot button issue. Um, And it has been for a long time, interestingly. It's been controversial for quite a while. Uh, So I know I'm gonna leave some stuff out. Um, I'm trying to hit the high points and maybe offer some some medical perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, the use of marijuana as medicine it probably dates back to like 2900 BC. So, like I said, a really long time ago. Wow, that's that is very long. That's one of the older treatments. So we go back to um, uh, the Chinese emperor uh, Fu Si, who referenced its medical use and. He uh, he noted also, and this is a theme that we'll see a lot in kind of the ancient use of marijuana, that it is as much for medicinal purposes as like uh, for religious purposes, mm-hmm. that it's good for the spirit and the mind and the body all in one. So uh, it was said to contain both yin and yang. That's nice. So That's so convenient you get... too. You save a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, this continued uh, in Chinese medicine, um, the investigation of uh, marijuana and when what it could do continued. And um, the emperor Shen Nung did a lot of research on it, uh, <laughs> investigating its medicinal properties, which I think is probably just a euphemism. Yeah, for smoking weed. That's what that's what I hope our kid is clever enough to say if we ever catch him smoking weed. No, I'm what not. are you doing? No, no, no. It's research. Moms and dad. Mom, I'm just investigating its medicinal properties. It's science. Look look at these test tubes. <laughs> That's a bong. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Much like the Emperor Shen Nung in 2700 BC, I'm investigating its medicinal properties. You're seven years old and I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> Where did you even get Where that? Where did you even find Did drugs? your dad give you that? Why did I give you my drugs? Um, it was also advocated for gout, uh, constipation, and um, absent-mindedness. Now I'm Oops. thinking <laughs> not a good job there, old timey dudes. I'm thinking that maybe didn't work. No, nah, that one didn't pan out. That so one, hot. Mm, that one, I don't know so much about. Um, in 1500 BC, it was added to the Chinese pharmacopoeia, and then the use of it from there just expanded. They actually uh, had a use for pretty much every part of the plant. Is so much like the buffalo, <laughs> <laughs> there is a use for every part. Um, uh, just to give you some examples, and there were many uses for each part. This is not the only use, but the seeds were said to be a laxative, again, among many other things. You could use the oil for hair loss. Uh, you could use the juice from leaves. Now, you wouldn't want to eat the leaves. It was said that they were poisonous, but the juice, fresh juice from leaves, could uh, be used as an anti-helminthic or uh, for worming, for deworming someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flowers were for menstrual disorders. Now, when you say they were for, or the, you uh, I mean not like effectively, right? Just ah, well, I mean they were used for. Who knows if they were effective? I mean, at this point, we're we're talking about, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. People were definitely using them in droves. They wrote about it. Um, it was studied. Now, I mean, I don't have controlled trials from that era, but and that's also, what it was said to be helpful for. None of that stuff was GMO'd. Maybe it was like super whoop tushy 
pot that we, we can't even get anymore. <laughs> it was the best stuff. It's like the best ever that we can't get. Now Is I'm that sad. making you sad? Now I'm a little sad. I don't even Think like pot that much. All that ancient, ancient Chinese herb Aww, you'll never get your hands on? All that ancient Chinese ganj. I'll never be able to puff it. <laughs> I guess that's what people say, right? Do it up and puff it. You can tell that we've used a lot of drugs. Yeah, we're showing our literacy. <laughs> we're very here. cool. Uh, there is some evidence. I found this mentioned a couple places, and I think people just like to throw it out there because it sounds like this is really legit. Uh, there is a holy anointing oil that is mentioned in Exodus mm-hmm. in the Bible. You may be familiar with this, having read the Bible probably, and I haven't. Much. Are you just assuming because I was raised Baptist that I read the Bible? Yes. Okay. As I am assuming. I mean, that... I, learned, I learned many verses. I was in Awana right. after all. I'm assuming you know much more than me. Approved Again, workmen are not having... ashamed is what that stands for, in case you're curious. And no, I'm not ashamed. Sydney, I've read a Bible verse or two in my day. Nothing weed specific. Okay. We tend to gloss over those chapters. Right. I, I assume. <laughs> and the sexy stuff, right? The sexy you stuff. You guys didn't cover that. Yeah, no Song of Solomon. That's why I sat there during mass and tried to just flip through and see if there's any sexy stuff. But they just see in the missal they don't include that. I we remember, didn't have a whole Bible there, like in church. I remember a, a, a youth pastor saying to me, like he was doing his sermon, he's like, "Bible's got everything. You want even want some sexy stuff? Song of Solomon's got the sexiest chapters you'll ever read." And I kept, I remember thinking, like, "What else are you reading that you're like, <laughs> yes, this is the stuff. This is the best stuff that is." Is it really sexy? No, there's like, it's, it's, it's like it's it says stuff like you're breasts are like galloping buffalo or like your ga- your breasts are like galloping <laughs> zebras or something it's like it's basically like shakira lyrics like it's not it's not like a level of sex that i cannot did shakira hardly... write the song of solomon it, the song of shakira was the original title okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to divert oh, you here i'm sorry that was a blast that's the topic at hand we got a lot to cover so the <laughs> the thought is that maybe this holy anointing oil that was mentioned in exodus uh contained cannabis i don't know i'm sure that there are people who've dug up evidence for this and it's the time period maybe maybe it did i have no idea i don't know that that would if that's your excuse to you know your parents or the cops as to why you're smoking weed i don't know that that's a great one no it's holy um the ancient egyptians had a ton of uses for it uh glaucoma which is something that persists today um enemas which is something i don't think persists today i bet it does somewhere sydney it's american it's 2014 somewhere it's happening somebody's doing a marijuana enema right now a marijuana <laughs> good luck with that good luck. <laughs> uh and then generalized inflammation which i, I that's a great use because that's uh, anywhere and if you don't have inflammation somewhere just stub your toe then you do uh i need pop ah. <laughs> ah, <that's me> <laughs> inflamed toes inflamed Ooh, hangnail um the uh, Indian medicine got way into marijuana. Again, the, and a lot of this was linked with uh, the spiritual effects as well, um, because all, obviously it was a mind-altering substance, uh, but it was also used for prolonging life, uh, lowering fevers, inducing sleep, well, maybe, curing dysentery, eh, quickening the mind. Again, with some of these... I just don't... I don't know about your acuity... Maybe afterwards, like by comparison, like, <laughs> like when you go back to normal, like, no, I do feel, well, like, yeah, compared to an hour ago, certainly. So you, maybe if you do it for like a few weeks on end, like just stay high for a while. And yeah, you stop. lose your calibration. And all of a sudden you're like, I am a sparkling conversationalist yeah. and I didn't know. 
No, you're just not staring at your hand. <laughs> it also was said to improve judgment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've I seen don't know. Some, I've seen some pretty tragic Bajas in my day that wouldn't test <laughs> otherwise. I think I'd I think I'd believe curing dysentery first. Um and this just continued. The the Greeks used it again for I mean this was cannabis very much was a cure all. Uh, anything you could name, somebody used uh, marijuana to fix it. So earaches, edema, any kind of inflammation. Um, the Romans hit on something that you could use cannabis for, which actually is very honest. I don't know why it's considered useful in this regard, mm-hmm. but it could kill your sex drive. Ah, huh. yeah, I don't know why you would need to do that. But I guess if you just, I don't know, you're, you're headed off to war. Maybe maybe wives could dose their husbands if they were like worn out or something. Maybe, I guess. I mean, it's an option. I don't know. My husband won't let me get any sleep. I'm gonna give him some marijuana. <laughs> I know where to get some. <laughs> I'm an old Roman lady. I know where to get drugs, and Justin doesn't. Figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. These were. Much I don't have Twitter, so <laughs> I guess that's that's fine. These, these were much cooler times. Everybody had drugs back then. That's ridiculous. I know. If you haven't noticed, Justin can't find drugs. He doesn't. This is like a theme in his life. He doesn't know where to find drugs. People keep finding it. I watch TV. (laughs) It's they still make them. My my 13 year old sister, Riley, was telling us about a girl who showed her that she had drugs at school. She showed her like, look, this is my marijuana. I keep in my Altoids tin or whatever. Yeah. And Justin was so jealous. Like there's a 13 year old. Who has marijuana? Keep in mind, I can't like, get it. I'm not like infatuated <laughs> with the idea of doing drugs. I was not a, a heavy user of drugs in college or anything. I'm just very irritated by the fact that everybody seems to be finding them and not me. That's all. It was like for that for that week when everybody was raving about "Let It Go" and I didn't know what anybody was talking about. Like, is that a song? I don't know what you're saying. And I mean, we finally watched Frozen, <laughs> and all it was fine. But like, I don't know. I just don't like feeling left out, I guess. Think how much better it would have been if you'd been high. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, you know who else had something to say about marijuana? Pliny? That's right. Yeah, I guess. Or Pliny, to those plenty. of you who are correct. Sorry, plenty. If you want to be right about <laughs> if it. If you want to be right, it's Pliny. If you want to be us, it's Pliny. Um, uh, he recommended it for cramped joints, gout, generalized pain, which again is a theme that we will see over and over again. He also mentioned the uh, use of hemp rope. This is something that you'll see all through the kind of intertwined with the history of, you know, the medicinal use of cannabis Mm -hmm. is the use of the hemp plant for, you know, rope and cloth and, uh, you know, sails on boats and that kind of thing. And there's a whole history to be done about that, but that's not medicine. So we're not going to talk about it. Um, the uh, the Arabic world was the first to really hit on the fact, and I'm, certainly people had mentioned this before, but to really talk about the fact that um, it's not entirely benign. Okay. They talked about it as a possibly being a poison, and I don't think in the sense that people were dying from it, but um, that the behaviors or the kind of the effects of it were not always uh, good. Right. You, know, you wouldn't always want to end up the way that it made you so to speak Mm. um but despite that it persisted all through the middle ages cannabis was used in a variety of forms for a variety of problems um it it, uh, like i said i mean it was a cure-all yeah and it made you feel good you think that was it though like i I, i've found a theme with not all cure-alls but a lot of them seem to be more like justifications 
you know, like you like the way it feels and it's hard to just accept like, hey, I just like doing this. I think that's part of it. Um, and, and that was so- certainly something that, you know, as we're going to move forward and we see it um, in some cases be replaced by other drugs that maybe work worked better for certain things. It was uh, the reason that it was still, you know, kind of um, a player in the industry was that it it made you feel better than maybe drugs that worked better, mm-hmm. D- depending on what the problem is. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, the other thing is a lot of people pull up the or would like to suggest that was it so popular because it was addictive. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, as we've talked about before for things like opium, that's a hotly debated topic. I would say uh, from what I've read, and we'll talk about it a little more, that isn't, that probably isn't the reason why it was so popular. Mm. It was more like what you hit on. It made you feel good. Sure. And if you don't have something for a problem and this thing at least makes you feel good, well, why not? Hey. So let's move to the new world. Let's. We're here. Oh, that was easy. (laughs) We already live here. I thought we'd lose some of the crew on the way. It was fairly (laughs) non-eventful. No, that was, I mean, it's, it's 2014. It's much easier to get here now. Oh. Um, Thanks, Virgin Air. The, the, as I mentioned, the big um, way that marijuana factored into, uh, you know, early, U, early America was in the form of hemp for rope and cloth. And the Jamestown settlers used it for a variety of reasons. Uh, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson both grew hemp. Nice. So if you want to throw that out there, that might get you a little further than possibly being in the Bible. <laughs> this is a known fact we can prove it they they both grew it um also had slaves i mean not like great like they don't have like a great track record not like a hundred percent great track record well that's i mean that's a fair point um maybe you don't want to use them as an example yeah maybe well, you want to go back to the holy anointing oil yeah or Polly shore <laughs> he seems to have everything together no that's a worse example that's a much worse example oh well now hmm. is Polly shore worse than slavers <laughs> is biodome worse than slavery <laughs> discuss it on the maximum fun forums <laughs> let us know Tweet us. don't don't tell anybody that we told you to <laughs> <laughs> um it was also in this time period it was used for depression that mm. was when that use became popular um as well as uh menstrual cramps uh, queen victoria popular popularized that oh. so oh, that's a cool visual <laughs> Queen Victoria smoking pot. Queen Victoria like, ah, these cramps. Weed. That's what you say when you exhale? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) When you you exhale, you say weed? (laughs) I don't think that's what you do. I'm not sure. It's been a while. Um, And then, uh, you know, throughout the early U.S., it was used a lot in in patent medicines, which we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Um, They contained a lot of different things to make you feel something because they didn't always work for whatever they were, you know, Mm -hmm. advertised to work for. So they would contain things like alcohol or um, opiates and or cannabis Mm -hmm. so that you would have some effect from them. Um, And uh, cannabis was a very popular ingredient. It actually people who realized that they were getting hooked on some of the opiate containing um, things such as laudanum, which we've talked about before, uh, started to use cannabis containing products to get themselves off of opium Hmm. Uh, you could use it for some of the withdrawal symptoms it wouldn't completely make it go away but it would help Sid I want to hear so much more about the history of uh, marijuana and its medical uses here in the good old US of A 
uh, and throughout the world, of course. But uh, first, I, I want to talk real quick. Um, this is our second and final uh, episode of the Maximum Fun Drive. Um, if you don't know, we are part of a podcast network. It's called Maximum Fun. It's got other shows like uh, Judge John Hodgman, po- uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, and Stop Podcasting Yourself, and Bullseye, and Jordan Jesse Go, and Lady to Lady, and Ono Ross and Carey, and a lot of other great podcasts. And the way we keep it on the air isn't through sponsors, and it isn't through advertising. It's through you, the listeners at home, supporting our network, uh, not unlike a PBS, for example, or other similar network that is listener-supported. Uh, and every year we come to you, hat in hand, and say, hey, if you've been enjoying the entertainment that you've gotten over the past year, or since June, in our case, uh, <laughs> maybe could you That's kick... close enough. Maybe could you kick in a few bucks. Uh, and so that is when we... This is the time of year that we do that. Um, if you go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate, you're going to find a lot of different options that you can give at. Now, we're not just asking for you to pledge a certain amount of money that you're going to give us every month. Um, no, we've got some great gifts for you. We've got gifts for you. Uh, if you can pledge $5 a month, you're going to be a Maximum Fun member, and you're going to get exclusive bonus content. Uh, we've got a bonus episode on there about... Um, so we, we sent ourselves in a TARDIS 100 years into the future to um, talk about what we think somebody would do a Sawbones episode on 100 years from now. Yes, yeah, so we look at so, today's medicines and... And, and uh, kind of critique what we're doing right now. Uh, that and, like, part it's part of 44 hours of bonus content that you're going to get for just $5 a month. We send you a link and you can start listening to bonus episodes and videos and all kinds of stuff from all our different shows. Uh, If you're willing to pledge $10 a month, you're gonna be a friend of the family. You're going to get an 18 month mini Max Fun uh, cat calendar. Which features uh, all of the the different hosts from the Max Fun network uh, rendered as cats. It's adorable. Wait till you see, I don't know what month we have. I hope we have a good month. Oh, I don't know either. Yeah, we have a I good hope month. it's a warm month. We're uh, adorable. Warm That's ten dollars a month. At twenty dollars a month, you're going to be part of the Diamond Friendship Circle, and you're going to get the Max Fun Morning Essentials Kit. That's a Cobalt Blue Max Fun Rocket Mug, half a bu- uh, half a bag. Easy for me to say of delicious Tonks coffee. Which is very fancy coffee. It's very fancy. It has many different notes and <laughs> <laughs> flavors and you're also, uh, uh, aromas. Thanks to Tonks for supporting us, by the way. And uh, you're going to get a bar of stack soap. Uh, that is a soap that has a divot in it uh, where you can so put... So you can like, take the old little, yeah. little piece of soap that you've got left over and like stick it in the new bar of Dumb soap. Dumb sliver. You never, just never waste your soap. Put it into your divot your soap divot there so thank you to stack soap for helping us out and uh at 35 dollars a month you can be part of the judge hodgman justice squad you're gonna get all that stuff before each level comes with all the previous levels gifts but you're also gonna get a pair of rocket engraved highball glasses with max fun logo on them they're lovely they match our rocks glasses yeah and you you can do a lot of drinking for me out of them yes uh uh and you can get that for just 35 dollars a month don't miss out. Uh, we have other levels. There's a hundred dollar level, Jesse's Golden Eagles, where you uh, are gonna get a monthly culture gl- uh, gift from one of the hosts uh, on our network. Two hundred dollars a month, you'll get all that stuff plus free registration on the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, BoatParty.biz, for more information on that. And uh, 
the the important thing is you're helping to make content more content that you love absolutely and if you especially happen to love us Mm -hmm. make sure and mention that yeah donate yes it is uh, uh a great way to help us make more of our podcast uh we needed to buy equipment and everybody on the network uses it to like uh pay people to make these shows and if you love these shows then this is a great way of showing it plus we got a baby on the way we got a baby on the way just tell me love sawbones best and please give us some money and justin's already trying to give her a really vicious drug habit so we're gonna need it's not habit forming there john law (laughs) okay well fair enough buzz killington okay so uh one more time maximumfund.org forward slash donate if you can go there and help us out with a donation gosh that would just mean the world to us um and and thank you in in advance if you're able to do that it would just be the best thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and thank you more weed so uh things were going pretty well in the u.s people were you know taking in cannabis in various forms and loving it until 1906 so in 1906, the Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906. <laughs> That's the name. It's so convenient that that lined up that way. I know. That was luck, though. Yeah. Um, uh, changed a lot of the way uh, patent medicines were sold in this country. It insisted that certain uh, substances be mentioned on the labels so mm-hmm. that you would know what you were getting. And this included, as I've already mentioned, things like opiates and alcohol, but it also included cannabis, uh, which was kind of our first recognition that this is something um, that isn't benign. You know, it's this is something people need to know about. It's not it is an herb unlike other herbs. Mm -hmm. And we should we should inform people if we're going to give them a bottle of some sort of liquid that contains it. Um, After this, this this was kind of like the first. uh, first nail in the coffin and after this states started one by one banning it um that you couldn't you couldn't have cannabis containing medications you couldn't sell them you couldn't market them and and this started to spell the end slowly 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 many many years until we get there but the end of um the free reign of cannabis in the u.s um prohibition gave it a little bit of uh one last breath of life what's that because you couldn't drink so so weed weed uh that actually started to popularize the recreational use huh you gotta understand up to this point it was largely a it was it was a medicine you know i mean yes people understood much like they did with laudanum that it made you feel good but uh it was largely used you know for medicinal reasons this is when people started saying well hey you know i can't drink anymore that cannabis stuff really makes me feel good. So if you were in a state where you could still get it, there you go. Um, we were growing actually in the U.S. from like 1918 to 1925. So we're talking some prohibition years here. About 60,000 pounds of cannabis annually in the U.S. Wow. So, I mean, people were definitely using it. Um, now, the United States government was not thrilled with this. Naturally, because they hate fun. Right. Anything that's fun. They took away alcohol. They were going to take away weed. Um, And there's a lot of reasons that go into this. There's a lot of political reasons. And again, I already mentioned that I'm not going to go into the whole history of hemp, but there are a lot of people who will who have, you know, a lot written and, and a lot that I don't know about the battle between the um, people who are making cloth and paper specifically out of hemp pulp as opposed to wood pulp 
and there was a lot of um, financial interests that were disrupted by hemp. And so there are a lot of theories that part of the reason that um, cannabis was rebranded as marijuana and became criminalized was in order to suppress hemp as well. Hmm. So again, another story for another podcast, but that's part of this um, kind of complex political financial picture. Uh, So uh, as I mentioned, part of that was starting to use over and over again the term marijuana. This is when this became really popular. Um, Hash and cannabis were words associated with medicine Mm -hmm. up until that point, with Mm -hmm. something that was natural from the earth and used to make you better. So they started using the word marijuana because they thought it sounded scarier (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it was it it called it something new. Right. So you didn't associate marijuana with anything until the government told you marijuana was something bad. Sort of like when uh, the auto manufacturers wanted us to get rid of jaywalking. They started calling it jaywalking and turning it into a thing that they could easily sort of like brand and and, uh, slander people for. That's a good comparison. So then we can start, you know, I mean, cannabis, oh, that's just cannabis, but no marijuana. Now, that sounds scary. And then, of Thank course. Thank you, Roman Mars, by the way, for, and 99% Invincible for informing me of that that occurrence. I'm just <laughs> I'm just regurgitating what I heard there. But you sounded really smart. Thank you so much. I have my moments. Um, and those moments are specifically when I'm regurgitating 99% Invincible. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, in 1936, Reefer Madness, the movie. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. I, Propaganda I film, many would say. I have seen it myself. <laughs> uh, that um, dramatized the effects of marijuana and what it could do to you and how it was spreading across the nation and scared a lot of parents and um, probably some kids and started, you know, again, as we kind of look at the downfall of um, the use of marijuana. In 1942, it was officially removed from the U.S. pharmacopoeia meaning okay. that it was not listed as a medicine that we should be, you know, and that's nothing official. It's just, it kind of falls out of common medical use. Right. Um, but what really is important for marijuana is in 1970. What happened then, Sid? That is when it's listed as a schedule one drug. What's that mean? So the, uh, the DEA classifies uh, medications in this country according to schedules. And um, these schedules kind of dictate how it can be prescribed, um, and this is based on its medical usage, its uh, addictive potential, how safe it is. Um, so it's the reason why there are some prescriptions that your doctor can just send to the pharmacy, and then there are other prescriptions that maybe they have to give you a copy of on paper, and some prescriptions they can give you refills and others that they can't, that kind of thing. Now, I'm, I didn't think marijuana was addictive. Well, that's the thing. So it was put in the category of Schedule One drugs. And Schedule One drugs are things that are supposed to be highly addictive, have no medical use whatsoever, and that there is a, a lack of data in terms of safety. So we, we don't, you know, we, we can't use them in any way. Um, this is the same class as, well, heroin, for instance, right. or PCP or LSD. Um, these are not medicines that are prescribed. You know, nobody's prescribing Schedule One drugs for the well. They they are when it comes to marijuana, but that's that's why it's a special case. Sounds like kind of a trumped up charge to me. It and that's what many would argue. Ever since then, basically, ever since it was called a Schedule One drug, uh, proponents of uh, marijuana for medical use have been trying to remove it from that um, because it greatly limits our ability to study it. Why is that? Well. Think about it. So let's say that you want to do a study on heroin. Okay. Um, 
So you propose that you're going to give 25 people heroin and not give, and then give 25 other people a placebo and see what happens. Compare some variable. I can't imagine I'd be allowed to do that. No, then I'd have to have it. Well, of course you wouldn't be allowed to do it because you'd have to have heroin and then you would have to intentionally give people heroin. Right. Which would be bad. Because I need to keep the heroin for myself to enjoy my own leisure time. Okay, no, you can't enjoy heroin. Heroin is, we're just going to say heroin is bad and we're not going <laughs> to do a podcast on it because heroin is bad. Don't do heroin. Don't do heroin, guys. Don't do, the jury's still out on marijuana, but don't do heroin. Um, so, the, so that kind of gives you an example of why it's so hard to do any really good studies on marijuana because it's schedule one. So how am I even going to write some sort of proposal and get approved to do a study on marijuana because then I have to give it to patients and it's a schedule one drug which theoretically has no medical use and isn't safe. But we can't test that because it's because it's a schedule, schedule one drug. One. Oh yeah. So we a lot of the stuff that we end up having to use for study is stuff that we've seized illegally. Well, not seized illegally. It was seized from illegal transactions. Huh. So you know the DEA busts somebody, gets a bunch of uh, marijuana, and then it's used. It's studied. You know by the government, but a lot of those studies are again done in in uh, rats. <laughs> rats smoking weed. Yes, rats smoking weed. At least something came in this episode. <laughs> um, I get to imagine rats smoking weed. So um, before we get into the research, because I do want to tell you about some of this research, mm-hmm. uh, real briefly, just to kind of round out the history, since it was uh, called a Schedule One drug, we have had some advances in as far as there's a synthetic THC the active ingredient in marijuana that we theorize is responsible for all of these great effects. Um, Marinol, which is used for cancer and HIV patients for appetite and nausea and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, marijuana, as you probably know, has been legalized for medical use in, in 20 different states. Uh, in some of these states, this is actually used um, because there are dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these states, it's not even practical. So it's it's legal to prescribe medical marijuana, but there's nobody who dispenses it. So, right, not a lot you can do with that. No, so I mean, it's just it's just on the books, and you know that's it. Uh, this is still in violation of federal law, though. It's sort of like the one of those hear no evil, see no evil type deals, though, right? Well, every once in a while, the the DEA gets all upset and talks about prosecuting, you know, physicians who prescribe it or people who grow it or whatever, but then they're not doing it. Right. And I think it's because of all this controversy we're talking about. Um, and because, you know, people like Sanjay Gupta are in favor of it for medical use. And I trust Sanjay. And, and multiple other countries have done this. Um, now, here would be my question. Hit me. Does it work? Oh, for anything. You're the doctor. Well, this is a hard question to answer. And, and I mean, I guess my, my final answer is I don't know, but let me give you some reasons why. Again, like I said, a lot of studies on the, um, the effects on our brain are done in rats. We know that now we do know enough about the human brain and, and uh, cannabinoids to know that we do have receptors for mm-hmm. it. And we know that it can do a variety of things. Uh, but when we do studies on like dependence and withdrawal, um, a lot of those are done in rats, which is really funny because they actually get the little rats to like smoke a joint. Aww. I mean, they can give it to them in other ways, but they, there are ways <laughs> where they can get them to like puff on a little fake like vaporizer. It's not a joint, I should it. say. It's like a little vaporizer, you know, so they can it smoke once. it. I know. So that's that's kind of cute. And they found that like once the rat gets high, it doesn't go back for more until it's not high again. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> I'm good now. No problem. Um, 
they but both uh, withdrawal and dependence, while we have observed this in rats to some extent, is not nearly as severe as it is in benzodiazepines, which are medicines like Xanax and Ativan, and right. medicines that are legal, or opiates. So if we're worried about dependence and withdrawal, well, we're already prescribing medicines that are way, you know, way worse, that are way worse than marijuana. Right. As far as human studies, a lot of what we do is anecdotal. So we interview people who smoke pot mm-hmm. because we can't give it to them. So we take a bunch of people who have pain and say, do you smoke marijuana? And if they say yes, we put them in one group. And if they say no, we put them in another. And then we ask them a bunch of questions. Seems like a weird way to get a sample. Well, it's not a very good sample. Right. Because these people are already, you know, risking incarceration, depending on where you are, uh, to use the marijuana. And so that may say other things about them. And And they may actually already be sold on marijuana for its recreational use. So then how much is it helping with their chronic pain? I don't know. That's, I mean, and maybe it is, but the thing is, it's not a great way to do a study. Okay. That makes sense. Um, now, uh, there are, there are some recent studies that we've done, um, that have shown some limited benefits. So if we look at Parkinson's patients, we think maybe it can improve their symptoms, decrease some pain, improve some sleep. Mm-hmm. In HIV patients, there've been some small studies done where it's improved pain, depression, nausea, weight loss, all kinds of different things. In general, our thought is that it may be helpful with chronic pain. It may be helpful with nausea, with appetite. Of course, glaucoma, because there were some old studies that showed that it lowered intraocular pressure. Mm-hmm. But none of this is is really that heavily supported. Um, if you fi- if you want to find a good controlled trial, you know, placebo-controlled trial out there, it just isn't. And mm-hmm. the bigger problem is that um, a lot of it we're just asking patients to tell us how they feel. And they perceive it as better because it's marijuana. Exactly. So that's the big limitation with marijuana research. It makes you feel good. So you'll perceive more benefits. But then some people would mention, well, isn't that enough then? Isn't that perception reality? Yeah. I mean, if, it, if your perception is that your pain is less, does it matter? You know, and, and they do functional MRIs to say like, well, but look, the pain areas of the brain are just as strong in this versus this. But if your perception of the pain is less, does it does, does it matter? It, yeah, right. I don't know. And and then the other thing is, you know, is uh, is the question of a gateway drug. You know, is marijuana truly, you know, a way that our, you know, our kids are going to start using marijuana because it's legal and then all of a sudden they're going to be using heroin. That's a dumb reason not to do something, though. It is. And there's not. There's not consistent evidence to support that either. Right. But there's not consistent evidence to say the other way. That's the, and that's the problem with a lot of this. And then you throw in there that a lot of the people were asking about smoking marijuana, they're not getting it from one, you know, it's not like everybody's getting pot from the same place. So we're talking about different strains that are grown in different parts of the world, different amounts of different cannabinoids and different potencies. Some of what it's works very, for what. Some of it's very kind, some of it's less kind. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Well, and you and different things may work better for nausea versus pain versus depression, whatever. We have no way of knowing unless we're actually manufacturing it. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. the my, The big question for me would be this: Do the risks of marijuana really outweigh the risks of opiates, which we already use for chronic pain? Because that's a big question with marijuana. We we want to use it for things like cancer pain. And if it works for cancer pain, I'm all for it. I don't know. I think it would probably, a lot of the evidence says is it an adjunct. You would want to use it with another pain medicine. Mm-hmm. 
but I certainly think it's less addictive than uh, oxycodone. I think many people in the state of West Virginia would attest to that. Well, I hope that we can get some more research on it, Sid, because I'd like some answers, darn it. There are, just to let you know, there are two medicines on the market Mm -hmm. that are derivatives of cannabinoids that are legal everywhere. Everywhere. Well, Marinol, which I've already mentioned, which is a synthetic THC, which is legal in the U.S. And then there's uh, Sativex, which isn't legal in the U.S., but is in many other countries. And it's actually an oral oral mucosal spray. Meaning? um, That you just spray it in your mouth. Oh, okay. And it's absorbed and it's used for MS patients for um, the kind of nerve pain they get. Oh. Well, those sound boring. I would like to have actual weed please so let's get this research done together america please before my child is here and i have to stop anyway because there's nothing lamer than than like me smoking duping it out with my baby upstairs (laughs) i think it's not a good look well i think you hit on the big thing this would be my last take-home point i'm ready which would be that if marijuana really can improve pain, improve depression, and help with things like loss of appetite and nausea in, um, you know, cancer patients. I think I'm all for it. I certainly think that anecdotally, uh, on my end, that people do a lot uh, less harm when they're high on marijuana than they do when they are high on opiates, when they're um, high on benzos, or when they're drunk. Drunk, okay for instance. And I don't know that we can make a convincing argument that marijuana is any more dangerous than cigarettes. There it is. So, so if the evidence is there, I'm all for it, but we gotta, we've got to reschedule marijuana so that we can prove it. Cause as a doctor, I'm going to need some hard evidence before I'm willing to write that prescription. Reschedule marijuana. If I can suggest a time, maybe 420. Really? It's reschedule. You made it the whole episode. Okay. The I did whole my best. episode. Uh, listen, thank you so much for listening to our program. Wanted to give you one last pitch on this before we let you go. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Max Fund Drive. We only do this once a year. Um, and gosh, it would just mean the world to us. When, a, when Just so you know, when people go and make their donations and then say they listen to Sawbones, uh, it really makes us look good and it helps everybody like us, which is all we've ever wanted. Um, for $5 a month, you can be a Maximum Fund member. Get you 44 hours of exclusive bonus content. For $10 a month, you'll be a friend of the family, and you'll get a delightful cat calendar by Megan Lincott of all of us as kitties. You won't have that picture of the cat like that's like hanging on the branch that says hang in there. It's better I'm than sorry that. about that, but otherwise, it's way better. <laughs> it's better other, than that. Other one. than that huge exception, it's way better. Uh, for $20 a month, you'll be in the Diamond Friendship Circle and get the Max Fun Morning Essentials Kit, which includes a coffee mug, a delicious bag of Tonks coffee. Well, the coffee's delicious. I don't know that the bag is, frankly. Uh, probably is. Probably biodegradable and like made of. Filo dough or something, and then you get a. It's not. It's not, and then you get a bar of stack soap. The soap with a divot. So go get clean, go get you clean. dirty kid. Dirty, Come on, dirty punk. Thirty-five dollars a month. You'll be in Judge Hodgman's Justice Squad, and you'll get a pair of rocket engraved highball glasses. So go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Please help us to uh, make more shows. Uh, pay for the people that make the shows and pay for the stuff we used to make the shows with. And don't forget that if we happen to be your favorite show. Go ahead and mention that. Um, one last thing, super quick. We are doing a live show, two live shows technically, in New York on May 24th uh, at the uh, People's Improv Theater. 
you can go to our Twitter page, uh, which is uh, twitter.com forward slash Sawbones, or to uh, the People's Improv Theater's uh, uh, website if you want to get tickets to that. There's a there's uh, another podcast that will also be doing a show. Yeah, you may have heard of them. My brother, my brother, May is also going to be doing a show. Sawbones will open for uh, them. You can go to the pit nyc.com to get tickets. Uh, all tickets are twenty bucks. We're doing a four p.m. and a nine thirty p.m. Both completely different shows, but come out and see them because I they'll be good I think. they'll be great i mean i'm gonna be super pregnant but they're gonna be so awesome pray go uh so please come out to those shows we we would really appreciate seeing you there and come shake our hand and give us a hug and stuff uh don't touch sydney's stomach uh because that's creepy yeah that's i, I was gonna say oh no it's okay but no, no really it is, it is creepy no, um no, but i'll hug you Sure, not too tight though, because the baby. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll be really close to the finish line there, guys. We just want to make sure that it's down the straight and narrow. Uh, anyway, um, go get those tickets. Follow us on Twitter and Maximum Fund or forward slash donate. Thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines in our intro and outro. And that's going to do it for us, I think. Make sure to join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Solvents. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.